This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. It's the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. Talk about OSHA compliance in the US. We talk about general safety and health, safety management, how to run your business for safety and health consulting. Got a whole bunch of stuff in there, right? Well, welcome back. Thank you everyone for listening. And I even got my data up today. I don't even have to look around for the data. I got it like like right 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 here. Tip of my fingers. <laughs> so let's go ahead and begin with show you guys and thanking everybody that's listening, uh, wherever you are, right? So let's give you the charts. I'm gonna give you the whole charts this time. Uh, but I'm going to um, start with the charts, and then after that, I'm going to tell you where everyone's listening from. So the chart says that uh, this is the Apple podcast for Saudi Arabia. I'm 122. Chile, I am 28. In UAE, I am 102. Cutter, I am 12. Wow. And this is on Apple Podcasts in the government section. Uh, and Senegal, number 31. Look at that. And three of you guys, Chile, Qatar, and Senegal, I am in the top 50. Wow. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Another one notable for global government reach. I am 143 on the chartable uh, guide. So that is the actual chart. And now let's tell you where you guys are listening from. So this is the audience side. So this is like the demographics. Uh, they go death through everybody who is like, um, uh, that's listening on their devices, Apple and all those other fun uh, providers. They let us know where everyone's listening from. So as far as listeners and where everyone's from, here's the locations. I'm going to give you guys the top 10. U.S., Finland, Canada, France, Germany, Bahrain, Cambodia. Cambodia, you guys are new. That's where my daughter literally was. She just left Cambodia and she's now in Vietnam. Oh, uh, Rwanda. Nice. Australia and Korea. So you guys are the top 10. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, no matter where you're from and oh, just wherever you are in this world. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a friend of mine. <laughs> so thank you so much. And uh, I really, really like doing that because it's kind of cool for me. I've been doing this for a little while now and just seeing all the different reach of people and where everyone is so thank you guys oh man when i say a little while let's see how many episodes while i'm here i'm gonna click over i'm looking at my bcast bcast.net is oh, excuse me bcast.com is where i have my hosting but if you go to sheldonprimus.com you'll see the website but if you go to safety consultant podcast that's where i'm hosted believe i uh, forgot my own <laughs> url so we're on episode 231 that was yet yeah, last week's 
So welcome, 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 everybody. All right, so this week, uh, what I'm going to do is I really want to start off uh, by talking a little bit about the multi-employer worksite. Um, if you guys didn't know, I was voted number one construction podcast. And uh, this was and, uh, one of those podcasting services, um, Feedspot. Thank you. So just figured might as well talk a little construction real quick for you guys. And this isn't actually just construction, but a lot of people associate this multi-employer worksite with just construction. But that's what we'll talk about real quick is the OSHA multi-employer worksite policy. And it, again, isn't just construction, but a lot of the wording that you'll hear is usually used in construction. So let's uh, tell you what it is first and foremost. And I'm going to give you their compliance letter. So it's compliance letter 2-0-124. So that's the compliance letter number. And uh, honestly, if you go on the OSHA website, you type that in, or even a Google search or any of those search engines, type that in, and then you're going to get uh, the doctrine for you. It's great to have. And for those of you that are outside of OSHA's jurisdiction, this is going to help you where you could kind of go onto a work site and you could focus on hazard and exposure and then be able to see culpability. And that's really what this is. It's a nice little culpability model. Uh, just so OSHA could figure out who gets, wow, whose workers are exposed and then they decide, you know, what's the appropriate thing. So first, a multi-employer worksite. This is the policies and here's the definition. Uh, it says on multi-employer worksites in all industries, more than one employer may be citable for a hazardous condition that violates an OSHA standard. The two-step process must be followed to determine whether more than one employer is to be cited. Step one, first is to determine whether the employer is creating, exposing, correcting, or controlling employer. So those are just definitions specifically to show role in relationship to the hazard and well, three are to the hazard and one uh, employer, which is the controlling employer, is related to the project, but the rest are related to the uh, proximity of the hazard. And then step two, if the employer fails, excuse me, if the employer falls into one of these categories, it has an obligation with respect to OSHA requirement. And so basically, first, they have to be under OSHA's jurisdiction. And then they have to fall under the criteria of creating, exposing, correcting, and controlling. So at that point, if uh, the employer's actions were sufficient to meet those obligations, uh, the extent of actions required of the employer varies based on each category applied. So against culpability. So here are the four roles. So you're going to go into a work site. You see that there's multiple company logos on trucks. That's your first tip off, right? Or if you're familiar with the project stage and you start seeing a whole bunch of different employers on a project stage, uh, then now you know there's a lot happening. So OSHA, when they show up, a regulatory agency, they're looking for usually first exposure. And then after they find exposure, then it becomes a little bit easier for them to uh, to look for hazards 
that are near to the exposure. So the creating employer is the employer who creates the hazard. Exposing employer has workers that are exposed to the hazard. Correcting employer is the person who has the responsibility and the authority to correct the hazard. And then controlling employer is the person who is responsible by contract or just uh, the person who's responsible for that project at the time. Uh, that will be the controlling employer. So as OSHA goes around, they're going to be checking for those things. They're going to be looking for it. So you now, as a consultant, what you're going to do is you're looking for uh, not just where you're going to place blame, but you really want to figure out which is everyone's role. So that's going to tell you culpability. So if your client is the creating employer, the person who made the hazard, they can't get what's called uh, there's, if someone gets cited, there's a way for them to get out of a citation, and it's the legal defense against citation. And that's in this policy as well. So in order for that person to try to get a legal defense against citation, and this one, though, is only OSHA-driven. So for those of you outside of OSHA's jurisdiction, it doesn't count for you. Uh, but for those of you that are in OSHA's jurisdiction, then the defense against citation is first you can't be a creating employer making the hazard. You can't be the correcting employer, the person responsible for uh, fixing the hazard that has the responsibility for that. So you can't be creating or correcting. Uh, and then if you do have workers exposed to a hazard and you're trying to get this legal defense against citation, you're going to end up having to uh, show that you did all you can to first alert everyone of the condition and then secondly, take care of your employees. So if you did those two things, alerted people to the condition and take care of your employees, uh, those are the things that will say that you did the best you could. And then you could get the legal defense against citation. Uh, it's a five-part thing. So you actually need to have all five of those parts uh, addressed before you could say that you got legal defense against citation. So that's, uh, that's one of the rules. And again, that's a OSHA basis. One, for those of you outside of OSHA's jurisdiction, uh, you are going to be looking for the roles of everyone, and that's going to help you uh, know their culpability. So uh, if someone has a worker exposed, they're the most open to a citation and most open to the worker getting injured, right? So you're going to work with them and try to help them create solutions and, you know, you're not going to be talking about OSHA jurisdiction because you're not in OSHA's jurisdiction, but you're going to identify these workforce and these employees that are vulnerable to getting hurt, talk to their bosses, and then try to work your programs such as uh, written programs. Uh, you might want to suggest some training if you could do that as a service, or you may even do uh, a mock compliance audit for uh whoever the general contractor of that site is or the host of that site because you could do this um the multi-employer in many industries it's all of the industries for osha's jurisdictions so what that means is sometimes you're going to end up having to you know talk to uh, a boss and say hey you're exposed to this your workers are exposed to this uh, let's say it's a fall hazard 
I happen to have a fall protection training class and you could work on that or uh, you could go by and see some a bunch of workers together and they're cutting silica and concrete and it's got silica all over the place and now you can say well I've got some uh, exposure control uh, plans that I could write for you something similar so that's the benefit of first identifying the site as being multi-employer and then secondly the next thing that you want to do is as a you know consultant you want to provide service you know that's that's the key you got to provide some service for that all right so that was really quick but i just want you guys to just kind of think about the multi-employer work site and see if there's a way for you to use what's on that doctrine to help you with your business all right so just be creative and when there's more than one employer that means you have more than one possibility to work with different kinds but you got it all right king go get him this episode has been powered by safety fm Views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.